Hello, everyone, and welcome back to your favorite podcast, Stop the Internet Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly. And I'm Jimmy. Back again. <laughs> Hi. So somebody told me that they like the idea of getting to know the hosts. Oh. Do you want to share a fact about you? Oh, you want to know what my, my fun fact has been lately? Yes. That I've seen Lil Wayne in concert seven times. Lil Wayne. No way. Weezy F, baby. There's a fun fact, yes. First time when I was like 12 years old, my friend's wow. mom took us. That's amazing. He said, put your middle fingers up in the air, and we were all like... And she was like... Is he good? Oh, God, yeah. I'd go see him tomorrow. He's the king of rap. He is the king of rap. Wait, I want to see him in concert. We should go. I'm sure he's going soon. We could do our six foot, seven foot dance. (laughs) I didn't even think that. Guys, me and Jimmy choreographed a dance to (laughs) six foot, seven foot by Lil Wayne, and it's it's kind of a work of art. It's Yeah, those eight counts. If that's what you call them. <laughs> we'll post it on our Instagram, maybe. We'll have to do a good video, high quality for mm-hmm. the fans. Yeah. But that's all. What else do you want to know about me? Anything else? Or is that good? Maybe we'll do one fact a week. Okay, perfect. Okay, cool. Leave it there. Lil Wayne, number one fan over here. Cool. Mm-hmm. Today we're talking about relationships again and answering <laughs> the question, is it a red flag? I'm so excited for this. I cannot wait. I was talking to my one friend on the way here and he called me the red flag hunter at one point in life because he said I always look for the red flags and that's right. And I did Oh, in a good way. No. Oh, no. No, because he said you're not giving anyone a chance because you think everyone has red flags. So this will be an interesting little conversation here. Yeah. See what happens. As I was looking through these stories, I was kind of shooketh. And I was like, how do people not know that this is a red flag? But then one of the stories was so ridiculous. And she said like 47 things that were horrible about this guy that she was married to and all the shit that's happened over the years. And everyone was like, how are you even questioning this? And she used the analogy that it's like when you boil a frog if you just drop a frog into boiling water have you heard this no. oh wait really no. that was a really common phrase or uh, analogy okay if you drop a frog into boiling water it'll jump out because it's like a jump scare uh-huh. but then if you put a frog in cold water and slowly boil it it will stay in there until the pot is boiling and it dies because mm. it worked its way up to it gotcha. so i think that might be a common theme in some of these stories so as we see all the evidence as outsiders we're going to be like these people are crazy for staying and questioning these things Mm -hmm. but then if they happen one at a time over a long period of time we'll cut the people some slack yeah we'll try not to be too judgy yeah (laughs) right now let's get into it Is it a red flag if someone says they love you within the first week of meeting? Let's say you meet someone. As soon as I read this, I was like, okay, here we go. go. Gear up. (laughs) Let's say you meet someone and since then you have been seeing them almost every day. They ask to see you every day and text all the time. Lots of similarities and clicked upon meeting. The first day of meeting, they're completely open to you, even tell you about their past. They say they feel like they are with another version of themselves and feel comfortable. Hookup did happen. They say they are in love and they can't believe they met you and they want to take care of you. They call you babe, darling, and they say... 
say they want you to be theirs only. They say they want to keep you and not let you go. They also invited themselves to sleep over, and they say they really want to sleep over but was denied since it was too soon. He still makes comments like, why am I not at your place cuddling you tonight and waking up next to you? Is it believable? What is their intention if it is a red flag? What do you do if you start to believe it? This is one week? One week? Run, baby, run. Get out of there. Oh, hell no. Nope. This is called love bombing. Yeah, and I've been there. Don't do it. No. Yes, exactly. I feel like there's two things that could be going on. One is that the person is extremely emotionally immature and they are in love with the idea that they have of you in their own minds, which probably isn't even what is actually true. Or they're an emotional manipulator and they're love bombing you because they want to win you over so that you're easier to manipulate in the future. Yeah, I I agree with that. And either way, I think if anyone said that to me, I'd be out like real quick out first week absolutely oh mm -mm. crazy they just met yes i guess it's a compliment that they like you that much or they think they like you that much but how can they like you they don't even know you no to me i think that it's more like they don't love themselves they're looking for something in someone else so i feel bad for that person yeah in that sense i think that's why they're so like let's go let's get this going because they're like not happy with their own life i mean a lot of people that are dating are not that's why you're dating but also like you said it's like a love bomb and like they must be inexperienced with dating because if you fall in love within a week then like that's not love i'm sorry i think that is probably the most likely is that they're very inexperienced with dating i think sometimes when we find people that are almost what we want it's easy for our minds to create an idea of what is our perfect partner and all the ways that they fit into Mm mm-hmm that but it's just not true because they don't know you yeah to me i think it's like salt pepper garlic powder he tells you he loves you after a week he wants to spend all the time with you what's that recipe for total disaster like get (laughs) out like (laughs) i can't even like fathom i'm sorry no mix it on up stir that pot and throw it out the fucking kitchen window (laughs) because that's terrible no this he is a walking red flag that's a red flag agreed agreed yeah can't do it no way not in my kitchen also it's just gonna go so (laughs) not in my kitchen (laughs) It's going to go so badly when he does start to get to know you and you do not live up to this expectation Mm -hmm. that he's created in his mind. You could be better than the idea he has of you, but because you're not going to be exactly what he thinks you are and the idea that he fell in love with, it's not going to work. No. So I agree. Red flag. There's an update. Uh, Let's hear it. This is after one week. Today, he said he wants me to share my life with him and he said he wants to be able to go home together one day day and just be together. I think he was hinting at wanting to live together in the future. He even said he wants to meet my parents. He says he wants to know me more and that I'm special and I'm the best person for him. He says he wants to show me his friends and I actually met one of his friends today. He is just so persistent with telling me we should talk for hours, literally just him telling me how much he wants me. I'm so torn between thinking if this is the one or if I'm being manipulated. He's just so immature and it's absurd. And I think you need to walk away. Yeah, I don't think it's like a binary choice to see the one am I being manipulated. I think you actually don't know. Well... I don't know that you're necessarily being manipulated, but I think you could definitely say he might not be the one. Um, True. Just because so soon, like you like you said, they don't even know each other. Yeah. If that's all that he's saying to her for hours, like, oh, I, I love you, I want to be with you, blah, blah, blah. Okay, like, 
why. You know what I mean? Like, I would just ask why questions. Like, tell me what it is. Right. You know? I don't know. Because I'd be like, I don't know anything about you, really. That's good advice. Because you're so right. If he's just giving you superficial compliments and caught up in physical appearance or anything like that, that's an issue. (laughs) But I agree. Ask him what he loves about you, why he sees you as a potential great partner for him. Dig deeper. Yeah, or don't. And just get the fuck out. Get out. Get, get out of there. <laughs> like the, you don't got to waste your time. Agreed. He's just jumping right into that boiling pot of water like the frog. Damn. <laughs> the frog. <laughs> I also think this weird idea of, oh, love at first sight and is he the one? I'm like, does anyone actually know that? I feel like people that say with their first boyfriend or when they meet someone and they're like, I knew as soon as we started dating that I was going to marry him. And then they either get married or they don't because a lot lot of people have that feeling and then they break up and the relationship doesn't last so like did the people that married the person that they say like oh it was love at first sight was it actually love at first sight and you knew or does everyone say that and you just got lucky and it happened to work out with you right yeah either way it has to develop into something else like it can't be the initial like we locked eyes across the subway platform right and by subway I don't mean six inch hoagies okay I mean like (laughs) you know underground it has to develop into something you know yeah i see plenty of people that i'm like walking through you know the streets and i'm like oh okay doesn't mean like love at first sight yeah you know gotta develop into something it's like a a nice photo wow we're killing it with the analogies today so what's the verdict i say yes red flag oh yeah (laughs) that is a shining bright red flag gone (laughs) boom roasted is not asking any questions about me a red flag? So I've dated this girl a couple of times, and after a wild first date where we both got completely wasted and played video games all night, she seems like my type, down to a T, including music, film, gaming taste, which is really rare for me. The only issue is she never asks me anything about myself. I don't know if it's down to nerves or what. I don't think she knows anything about me other than what I've told her in continuation of a conversation. I don't find it too hard to keep conversation going, but I'm constantly asking her things about herself over text and she has the option to say, and you, but never seems to. I've been going over in my head whether this is something I should be concerned about or whether I'm thinking too much into it. I feel like this is very common in people that are immature. Like, a lot of men don't mean to categorize but I have had so many girlfriends and I've had experiences like this where I could tell you a guy's life story and they could not tell you one thing about myself even the things that are extremely easy to ask like what did you major in in college or like what's an interesting part of your job or what is something you're passionate about outside of work they just don't ask about you but they love talking about themselves so I think it comes with a little bit of immaturity And then also, it's possible that they're not as into you as you are to them. But it's also possible that everyone is different and maybe she's just not a great conversationalist. Mm Mm-hmm. A guy I was talking to recently, I noticed this about him. There would be so many times where we would be talking and I would ask him a question. He would tell me the answer and not say, how about you? And it wasn't even things where I wanted him to ask about it or Mm -hmm. things I wanted him to know about me. It was just these very little things where I'm like, okay, I'm learning so much about you and I know that you cannot tell me two facts about me. Yeah, no, I think mainly too, it goes back to your point about saying like not interested in general, just to like answer the question and say like, 
like how about you or yeah. you even just with a question mark you know what I mean like it's not that hard did it say how long they were together or dating dated this girl a couple of times so I think they're probably not dating they're probably going on dates and going hanging on out dates, right okay I got you because I feel like maybe it would be a little too soon to be like oh like I'd really appreciate it if you like asked about me that might still be a little too soon yeah I also think it's not completely weird for him to just be like is there anything that you want to know about me because if you say it in a normal way, I was getting drinks with a guy recently and he was a very good conversationalist and we did not know each other at all. We would talk about a certain topic or something and then the conversation would flow and it would be time to talk about something new and he would say out loud, okay, so what should we talk about next? Like, I told you about this. I asked you about this, blah, blah, blah. What else do you want to know about me? And he was just so confident in the way that he said it. It would seem like it would be awkward to <laughs> during a date to literally be like, what do you want to know about me? He's like a professional but, speed dater, it sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> the way that he said it, though, it wasn't weird. Okay. It was almost like he just truly wanted to get to know each other. And he said it confidently. I'm trying to pinpoint why it wasn't awkward. Was it just because he was a good conversationalist mm-hmm. and he was easy to talk to? And that was just a... I, I, I don't know. That too. I hate when you go on a date and you're like carrying the entire conversation yeah. on your back. Like that is hell. I'm like, just get me out of here. Like, get me home. Yeah. I don't need, like I'll even pay for the bill like oh my just god get I, me out of here you know what I mean I hate when people can't talk yeah me too it's like why go on a date if you're like not in the mood to like talk yeah or like maybe some people just like aren't as good at like holding a conversation I don't know but then again like that's another thing for you to think about you know I know and I think that could be maybe what's happening here because especially when people are first meeting and first hanging out mm-hmm. it's hard to be your true self and some people do get nervous and aren't as good at holding conversation with people that they don't know so it's possible that that's the case. Right. Yeah, I don't know. But I do feel like you, how going back to your point, too, about just men in general, I feel like a lot of times, like, don't. And it's not for, like, lack of interest or anything. Maybe it's, like, rooted in, like, misogyny a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, they're yeah. leading that part of it, especially, like, male-female relationship or dynamic and things like that. Because I feel like I don't usually get that. But I That is know. very interesting. There's also that meme that every girl has experienced where a guy will show you every single photo on his camera roll Mm -hmm. and I've seen so many TikToks about this and all the comments are like wait why does every single guy do this Mm -hmm. and I have experienced that multiple times and then if I'm like oh I had a similar experience I try to show the person one photo they just don't care I truly don't know what it is but I have had multiple girlfriends say that they could tell me a guy's life story and he doesn't know one thing about her But going back to what you said about him just straight up asking her, is there anything you want to know about me? I don't think that's a bad idea because you could say to someone that you've been hanging out with, I feel like I'm getting to know you so well. Is there anything that you want to know about me or anything I can tell you to help you get to know me better? This is so much fun. Like, I love talking to you and I want to keep hanging out. I agree. That is perfect. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I think that good advice. Wow. I kind of just whipped that out. Look at us two, like, single, lonely. We're like, here is what you do, people. <laughs> That's so true. Wait, it's so... No, s- I'm not lonely. All the time. <laughs> it's so funny because, well, I don't know if this is relevant, but I was going to say, <laughs> I was going to say, I feel like I've always given really good relationship advice, but I'm always, like, the eternally single person. Mm-hmm. It only makes more sense because we have just, like, the 
pinnacle of advice and <laughs> we just set the bar so high that we're like of All course we would be single because there's only like two people in the world that would be mm-hmm. right for us you know we're red flag assassins like <laughs> <laughs> so true wait side tangent i was talking to my sister and i was like i just want to find a guy that's like really cool smart funny has a great family great friends cool job passionate like snowboarding they're so much fun to go out with and just like going off about all these things I want in a partner and she's like don't you think you're asking a little bit much and I was like that's me I was like yeah. I'm just describing myself and she's like oh okay and then I said that to another friend and I'm like and that's all of my friends too I could say that about all my girlfriends and my friend was like I think it's because there's not as many cool guys as there is cool girls <laughs> or something along those lines and I was like true that could be it yeah at least I haven't met them haven't met them either maybe I should check out the girls I don't know oh Lord. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. We'll we'll get there. Making my way downtown. <laughs> Sometimes I want to be like, ah. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> In the microphone? Yeah. Yes. Chic, c'est la vie. C'est bon. <laughs> like a Britney <laughs> moment. Is it a red flag to still have photos of your ex? Before I start this, I am over my ex. There are still little things every now and again that make me miss him, but not in a I want him back kind of way. So I've just started seeing this new guy and everything has been great. He's really sweet and generous. I'm very lucky. However, I was going through my phone looking at Snapchat memories and some photos of my ex and I from last year came up. My first thought was that I should probably delete them, but then I thought about the memories they hold and how I didn't want to lose that. My ex was a big part of my life for a while. I can't exactly just erase that, right? But I also worry about what my new partner will think. I hardly see my ex anymore. We're still friends and catch up occasionally, but I almost feel wrong having those photos. I also have some printed ones that I feel like I should get rid of, but again, the sentimental value of them stops me every time. My ex and I have been broken up for nearly seven months. I don't think like a Snapchat memory, like you have to go back in your Snapchat and try to like delete a picture and like I agree with that, like the sentimental part. I don't think that's necessarily like a bad thing Mm -hmm. it's not like you're like still interested in the person i mean seven months is like pretty fresh um like you haven't been broken up for that long but like personally i don't find it to be that big of a deal and i'm wondering if i were with someone how i would feel i don't think that it would be i don't know i actually don't think it's bad to have memories but i think maybe putting them in a place where you're not constantly reminded of them so after my longest relationship obviously i had so many photos and videos of that person so I took the better ones. There was there were a lot of them that I felt I could delete and I didn't care. But then I put a lot of them in a folder that is on an external hard drive that I never look at because then I tell myself that if I ever need to go back to them for healing or anything, they're there, they're not gone, they're safe, they're fine. And hopefully that'll make you feel better in the moment. And then if you're healing in a healthy way and as time goes on, I found that I care less and less about those photos. Mm-hmm. every day, week, month, year that goes by. And now I, I kind of have no emotional ties to them at all. I might have some photos of that person somewhere, but I never look at them. But I do think it's not bad to have them because like this person said, they are a huge part of your life and they do affect you. And some of the memories can be happy. So I don't think it's terrible. But yeah, it is a good question. If you're dating someone and they have it, would it upset you? I think if I was dating someone and they had photos of their ex and they felt the same way that I feel about my ex, 
I wouldn't mind because yeah. the thought of that person doesn't affect me. And in theory, the person I'm dating's ex wouldn't affect them. So it is just a memory and kind of a neutral memory. Yeah. It's not really happy or sad. And I think that's fine as long as you're not caught up on it and it's not stopping your healing process. Yeah. And it's not like on your bedstand table or like right. on the wall in your like living room. I definitely, I'm pretty sure I still have. Yeah, I definitely do like pictures with my ex just like on, but they, like I use Google Photos. Yeah. It's so, like they delete off my phone anyways and they just go in there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I pay money to like for Google to just like have everything. Don't try to hack it. <laughs> Listeners. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I would have to purposely go into my Google Photos and like search for pictures, but like I've never done that. Yeah. I don't think totally. I would have like an issue with it. It's like really, there's literally people dying, Kim. <laughs> <laughs> who cares about a picture yeah right? I, I think that if you just have them saved somewhere that you're not constantly reminded of them I feel like it's fine and if you're in a healthy relationship now and your partner ever asked you about it you can just explain to them exactly what OP said they were a big part of your life and you're not emotionally affected by them anymore but a part of you wants to keep the photos for the memory of your life and I feel like that's fine yeah no and I don't think you always owe someone an explanation like that like if you're like you said if you're in a healthy relationship you should be confident in your relationship you have nothing to hide they're just pictures at the end of the day they're photos like if it were to turn into an argument then I would be like "Mm, I want to know underneath it has to be more than about a photo you're feeling insecure about something else and it's like this photo is like reinforcing those negative thoughts yeah wait now, as I'm thinking about this deeper, mm-hmm. I feel like she's only been out of this other relationship for seven months. Yeah. I don't think you're fully healed after seven months, no. especially if you were dating them for longer than seven months. Mm. So like I said earlier, as time goes on, I think you'll care less and less about the photos and eventually you won't feel the need to keep them at all. Maybe. And maybe the fact that you want to keep them should be telling that kind of shows you that you're not fully healed so maybe you shouldn't be jumping into a different relationship I feel like there's some kind of level of guilt in OP's post you know what I mean like mm-hmm. the way that they're writing it they feel guilty for some reason and this is still something that's on their mind I feel like when you're fully past it and healed you're not really thinking about it that much totally yeah I would agree with you I don't think it's a red flag though I don't think it's I don't think flag. it's a red flag either <laughs> I don't think it's a red flag I think think that if you're in a healthy relationship now, you can talk to your partner about it and let them know the reasons why you don't want to delete the photos. And if they have a problem with it, you're not compatible with them and you can move on. And now's the time to figure it out before you commit yourself to them. Yeah. Figure out what's underneath it. Like, why is it becoming an issue? Right. And if the reason why you want to keep them isn't something that your new potential partner is comfortable with, then you're not compatible with them. Yeah. And that's okay. And you can say, hasta la vista, baby. Move the hell on. (laughs) Deuces. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> it's always so funny when I'm just sitting here behind this microphone and being like, just leave them. You're not compatible mm-hmm. with them and just get a new partner. And then I'm like, it's easy for me to say. I know. We were going to be more understanding. <laughs> we're like, gone. So get out of there. Uh, yeah. Maybe we did that... say that wasn't a red flag, though. So that's good. Yeah, we did. Maybe that's why we're sitting here. <laughs> <laughs>
two months in. Is this a red flag already? (laughs) (laughs) We shall see. I, 27 female, have been with my boyfriend, 36 male, for about two months now. He's incredibly sweet in person and makes me feel like an absolute queen, but would ignore me for days when he's upset. For example, we were talking on the phone and he told me to make sure I eat something before heading out, which led to him explaining that I need to eat more nutritious foods and that I already have a good body and great genes and how much sexier I'd be if I take my food and the gym seriously. I didn't think much of it because it's something I do want to take more seriously, but he kept going on with his advice. I went from chatty to quiet and he asked me what was wrong, to which I replied, nothing is wrong. I just suddenly felt overwhelmed with how much I'm supposed to be doing that I'm not, to which he replied, you know what? You do whatever you want with your life. Stupid me. For a split second, I thought he was being supportive, so I said, thank you, lol, until he hit me with a dry goodbye and just ended the call. I checked in later that day asking if he managed to get some rest since he mentioned he was tired. He just replied with okay and I haven't heard from him since. It's been two days now. The last time something like this happened, he ignored me for four days. I want to check up on him but at this point, I feel like everything I say just ends up being misunderstood so I've been silent as well. Was my reply really that bad? Should I speak with him? This feels childish. Why can't he just communicate? Let me wave it. Red flag. Wave the flag. Boom, boom. Hang it up. Red flag. Nope. Oh, that's it. You're two months. You're not even invested. Gone. Get out. Hang it. Go. Surrender. Done. Nope. That's all I got. The only thing you should say is thank you and goodbye. Thank you for showing me your true colors two months in and goodbye. Thank you for the learning experience. Get the hell out of there. Who do these men think they are to like tell you, oh, like you should, but please and then ignore you that's called immaturity yeah you would be so much more attractive if i ever heard that go find that person it's not going to be me (laughs) this is what you're getting what you see is what you get if i knew someone for two months if i knew a man for two months and he told me you have a good body but if you took the gym and your food seriously you'd be even sexier i would actually never talk to them again i think ghosting is okay in this situation delete their number and literally never speak to them again because the person's not worth your time mm-hmm. please it would be one thing if you asked for advice you didn't ask for advice this is unsolicited and he's ridiculous and jimmy said it best wave, <laughs> wave it. it wave it and those things are fine if you want to improve those things for yourself like you said if that's something that you want to work on it should be for you and for no one else don't do it for no one else no it's okay to learn and grow in a relationship together but not with like appearance and that like come on no get out of there no case closed that was an easy one (laughs) red flag red flag (laughs) i love it that one was fricked that was fricked bedussy and get fucking gone bedussy him Mm -hmm. and find someone that will bedussy you way better baby yeah they are out there believe me why is it seen as a red flag to be forward there is a new guy in my life that to my surprise is being very straightforward with me about what he wants and when i personally don't have a problem with this because i am the same way and i appreciate honesty but i was telling the situation to my friends and they all think it's a red flag that he would bring this stuff up so soon and would want things to move along so quickly so i'm here for some outside opinions i female 21 recently started seeing a new guy male 29 we have been on two dates and 
and he has already made it very clear that he likes and would want to date me and that he likes relationships and that's what he wants, especially at this point in his life. I also want a relationship now and get along with him well and see no problems in things moving fast. I typically do that anyway and recently have dealt with too many people who can't even admit that they like me, so I appreciate the honesty at the moment. Do you see a problem with this? I actually don't see a problem with this. She's 21 and he's 29. I think that is a huge age gap because of maturity. So obviously it's not that many years in retrospect, Mm -hmm. but a 21-year-old is probably in college and a 29-year-old is a full-grown adult. So you guys are at completely different places in your life. If you're compatible, I think it's fine, but I think that's the reason why the guy is so straightforward. He knows what he wants. It's not a bad thing. He doesn't seem to be demanding. He's just being honest. So I think that's fine. The friends that are telling her it's weird are probably immature and they don't understand that people can be honest. They've probably only experienced immature 21-year-old boys who cannot admit that they like a girl that they're talking to. Mm-hmm. So this 29-year-old guy told her that he wants to date her and, and be in a relationship with her, which her friends think is moving too quickly. He's not saying that he wants to marry her or devote his whole life to her. Mm-hmm. He's just saying that he wants to date her and wants to be in a relationship with her. A relationship is how you get to know someone. That's how you decide if you want to marry them. Mm -hmm. So I think it's actually very healthy for him to communicate that to her and give her the option of accepting if that's what she wants as well. Yeah. And I, again, communication for me is like the biggest thing. You know what I mean? And I I feel like I kind of do that and saying like, this is what I am looking for. But totally. And it's okay to say that. And then like, if I were her, my response would be like, yeah, like, that is my long-term goal as well. Let's take the time to get to know each other to get there. You know what I mean? And that's okay. Mm -hmm. Like if you both want the same thing at the end of the day, a lot of 21 year olds, I feel like at that point in their life, they're not like, I am here to find my person and that's it. Like a lot of people, they're in college, they're having fun, they're going out with their friends. We've all been there, right? But I don't think it's a red flag if you're both wanting the same thing down the road. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. I also am just thinking about, I'm like sitting here in all 2 Taylor Swift 10-minute version. Her dad was like, it's supposed to be fun turning 21. It's not like this guy is like limiting her and like living her life, it doesn't mm-hmm. sound like. It's just that he's saying what he wants down the road. So I think as long as it doesn't turn into like a control type of thing of him saying like, I'm 29, I don't want to do this. Like, right. you want to go out with your friends. I want you to come over and watch a movie with me. Like, I'm past that point in my life. Like, that's different. Yeah. But long-term wise, like relationships wise goals that you both have might be the same and like that's okay again one day he's going to be 60 and she's going to be 51 right it's not going to be 29 and 21 did i do the math right no 59 and 51 i can't do math but still you know i didn't question it one day he's going to be 59 she's going to be 51 yeah and all of this that big age gap right now yeah it is it's like a quarter of your life or a fifth of your life but like eventually it's not agreed i think if there's any red flags here it's that a 29 year old wants to date a 21 year old but she could be mature for her age who knows maybe Mm -hmm. she doesn't love going out maybe she does have the goal of settling down. Everyone is different. One of the reasons why I think it's not that weird for him to want to date her after only knowing each other for a short amount of time. My friend dated this guy and they hung out for maybe three weekends in a row and he was like, will you be my girlfriend? Hmm. And she was like, I guess. Like, we're both not seeing other people and we don't hang out every day of the week, but if you want that, I'm into it too. And he was the nicest guy and they had such 
such a healthy relationship and communication and they just started calling each other boyfriend and girlfriend just way sooner than a lot of other people do. They didn't work out, but they ended up having the most cordial, friendly breakup where she was like, hey, I just don't think I'm feeling this anymore. And he was like, oh my gosh, I completely understand. Thanks for telling me. I respect you so much. Mm -hmm. I had so much fun with you. Of course, I'm sad, but I respect the honesty. King literal king yeah so i'm like some people's dating styles are just different that may be why this guy wants to be in a relationship with someone that he's only hung out with a handful of times yeah and at the end of the day it's just a label it's really a matter of like what you're doing not the label that's on it you know what i mean so you could still get to know each other like i feel like people even in marriages like you learn something new about each other almost every day you know what i mean like people are so complex and like deep agreed That was what I was trying to say. It's that it doesn't (laughs) matter the label of your relationship status. That's what I mean by relationships are about choosing to get to know someone. And I feel like you said it better than me. The label doesn't matter. Just like with my friend and that guy. Yes, they were still brand new getting to know each other, but didn't really matter what they called each other, boyfriend, girlfriend. What mattered is they were spending time together, getting to know each other. Mm -hmm. And if they were doing the exact same thing and just not calling each other boyfriend and girlfriend, what's the difference? So maybe that's how this guy sees it. So I'd say she should continue and feel it out. And I don't think it's necessarily a red flag. Yeah, like plant, this is a metaphor, plant the seed, let it grow. You know what I mean? Like it has to evolve into something else. But if you don't allow it to get there, then it's never going to happen. That's why I'm trying to not be the red flag assassin. And this is not a red flag. Agreed. Wow. We're like on the same page with everything today. I know. Oh my gosh. I hope we disagree soon. Should I be like, I hate when men are like, I'm going to be the devil's advocate here. Uh, Should I be the devil's advocate? (laughs) I was listening to a podcast Mm -hmm. and the girls were like, I hate when people say just to be devil's advocate. Mm -hmm. Why would you ever want to be the advocate for the devil? (laughs) I was like, that's a great question. Depending who you ask, it might be me. Oh, this is an interesting title. Is how I feel an overreaction or am I a red flag denier? Ooh, okay. My partner and I have been together for over two years. I have a daughter from a previous relationship. She is five. We also have a nine-month-old together. I have had no issues with my partner until the past six months. We never had an argument and anything we disagreed about, we spoke about, dealt with, or compromised, and then moved on. All very functional and healthy, or so I thought. The issues I'm having nearly all relate to how he interacts with my daughter when he doesn't like her behavior. My daughter is not a difficult child, but as there was a house move, a new baby brother, and then a puppy, all in less than six months, it's been very hard for her to process. It's been hard for her to feel comfortable in all the changes. So her behavior is reflecting her struggles, and she is acting like many other children would act when struggling with life at her age. I am practicing gentle parenting. I am very vocal about it, and my partner and I have spoken about this topic a lot because of the reason behind my journey in gentle parenting. The issue is my partner is not practicing gentle parenting. He is speaking over me, giving my daughter commands without consulting me first. He has raised his voice. He has stormed out of my house, slamming my doors. He has told me I am parenting wrong, and he has demanded that I tell my daughter what to do when he has not agreed with how I am parenting her. When I've brought up issues, I have been met with absolute avoidance and denial. I'm getting very triggered by certain situations due to my own childhood trauma, and I was recently triggered by 
one of his outbursts because he continued to speak over me and ignore me. I am getting very triggered by certain situations due to my own childhood trauma, and I was recently so triggered by one of his outbursts because he continued to speak over me and ignore me. I ended up storming into my kitchen and raising my voice at him because he continues to disrespect my boundaries and ignore them. When I said we would never resolve anything if he keeps avoiding it, he told me he had to storm off because I came into the kitchen so aggressively. I absolutely admit I marched into the kitchen and I was not talking calmly, but I was not shouting and I was not being aggressive. I simply had enough of being ignored and overridden. I am not aggressive, but I am absolutely incapable of keeping calm when I am constantly being ignored and disrespected, but I am constantly fighting being triggered. He has triggered me so much recently. I don't know if this relationship is something that can continue without emotionally harming my daughter and me. He thinks I'm being unreasonable when I've asked him to take a step back from trying to parent my daughter. I don't think he should try to parent her, though. Since getting the puppy, he has been yelling at him because he said he can't stand dogs yapping. The dog only yaps to communicate with us. He isn't just yapping for the sake of it. He is also really impatient with the dog. I let the dog upstairs the other day so he could sleep on the floor by my bed, something I've been really excited for because he couldn't do that until he was toilet trained. My partner came upstairs to bring the baby up to me and then demanded to know why the dog was upstairs and proceeded to tell the dog off. And then when I explained that the dog was staying upstairs and that I invited him up, my partner stormed off and slept downstairs. When I asked the next morning why he demanded to know why the dog was upstairs, he stormed off again. He also passed comment last night that he will transfer all of his belongings to our son in the future before he dies so it can't be taxed, which means he is actively planning on leaving my daughter out of his will already. Am I being oversensitive or are these legitimate red flags that have only just shown themselves? Mm. Sounds like that man has a lot going on right now. A lot going on. Okay. (laughs) Why did he yell at the dog? You guys decided to get a dog. It's a puppy. Yeah. I feel like that was a bit ridiculous, but maybe we should just comment on everything else. All that. Kelly's like, the dog. I feel <laughs> like that was yelling just, at the dog? That was just a little side note. I love how she says, he was telling the dog off. What the fuck? I, how do you tell a dog off? I like, don't know. Look at you sitting there with your tongue out. <laughs> Loser. Like, how do you tell a dog off? The dog part is just absurd to me, so. But. Okay. But you know, like a lot of people, this is a red flag to me because there is like a lot of research I can't cite it right now, but I know it because I've read it before at some point in my life. About like people that abuse animals yes, totally. are more often likely to abuse people. You know what I mean? I've heard that. Um, so if it's going down that path, it's a little scary. I don't know. I've heard that. I agree. I think there's a possibility that he's just very stressed right now because he was going through all the same life changes that your daughter is. Mm-hmm. A move, a new house, a new baby, new puppy all within six months so that can be hard on anyone but the answer to that and the answer to his stress is not to blow up at you and to storm off it's to talk to you about it and if talking isn't enough it's to seek therapy either alone or together Mm -hmm. so I don't know if he's completely hopeless it's possible like I said that it is just the stress of this time in his life that is making him act this way will give him the benefit of the doubt and say that that's a possibility but I think the only way to find out if that's the truth is to talk openly and to go to therapy Mm -hmm. 
That's what I was going to say, too. I mean, obviously, I only know what's written right here, but I don't know how you would tend to, like, if you're like, I would like for you to go talk to someone, but I think a parenting class, especially seeing that they clearly have different parenting styles, yeah, um, maybe would benefit. They could maybe see something that maybe she's a little too lenient in this area, and maybe he's a little too stern in this area, and with a parenting class, maybe they could find a common ground. You know what I mean? That's a great idea. But it does seem, as you said, those changes could be stressful for kids, definitely, but they also are stressful for you. Yeah. Hell, I can't even get a dog because I'm like, I can't even feed myself. <laughs> like, I can't take care of myself. So, like, yeah. that alone is a stressor. Imagine that and then moving into a new house. Like, all of this, you know? Right. A new baby, newborn baby, yeah. lack of sleep. Yeah. The only red flag that I feel like I find is the whole will thing and whatever you're going to inherit, things like that. If I'm with someone and, like, my sister, for example, she's engaged to a man who has a son. At the end of the day, she always says, not that my sister is his mom, but she will treat him like it's her own child like at the end of the day when you're marrying or when you're with someone that already has a child that child then becomes yours as well and like Mm -hmm. at least for me the expectation is that I will treat them as if they're my own until the day that I die you know what I mean because that's even more of a reason to love someone yeah for me an attractive quality would be seeing how someone treats their own son or daughter totally um and at the end of the day that would be it for me I don't know yeah I think that when it comes to step parenting you should love the child as if they were your own maybe not necessarily treat them as if they're your own because it can be hard when Mm -hmm. this new stepdad is treating the daughter maybe how he would treat his own daughter he would just parent her in a different way so I think it can be very very tricky with things like that so definitely love her as if it's your own but the mom is clearly asking her partner to take a step back from the parenting so I think he needs to respect that and keep Mm -hmm. loving the daughter but respect what your partner needs from you yeah I, I, maybe like an orange flag yeah i think yellow. i also wonder though is op a good communicator by the way op means original poster the person that originally posted this mm-hmm. story some people were confused about that sorry about that op original poster i do wonder about op here because if they communicated their parenting styles and what they wanted the boundaries for their new pet to be i think a lot of these fights would have been avoided So when you get a dog, maybe decide with your partner before you get the dog what the rules are. Is the dog going to be allowed in the bedroom? Is it going to be allowed on the furniture? Because if you guys have different opinions on what you want and what you want with the pet is non-negotiable for you, maybe you're not compatible pet owners. Same thing with parenting. Yeah, like you said, though, I don't think I would want to necessarily give up right away. I think you could go and talk to someone that's like a objective person and like a third party party who has you know no interests um or like prior motive to like take one side or the other and then they could come up with a solution and talk it out i think that would be like the only thing that would make sense totally and i think after seeking therapy if the partner's behavior doesn't change then it is a red flag but i agree maybe an orange flag at this Mm -hmm. time yeah orange yellow around there yeah is that the middle between red and green what is red and green red and green aren't anything no um because yellow and blue is green okay so maybe it would be a yellow (laughs) flag then like red yellow green so maybe uh it would be a yellow flag yellow flag yeah agreed 
I think this one's gonna be short and sweet. Is this a red flag? This guy seems so nice and genuine until I found his Instagram. He posted on his story numerous photos and they said, I always have the upper hand. I lied to all of you. I'd rather die than listen to you. Like what? We've been texting yesterday, but even though I think the conversation is done, he will start bringing something else and text me again. Should I stop talking to him? <laughs> what? Yes. Yes. What? Who posts that? I've never I... even heard of that. Is it a red flag that the person you're talking to romantically posted, I'd rather die than listen to you? That's the question? How is it a question? Wave it, wave it, wave it. I know we're not judging the OPs. We're not judging. No. We're giving them the benefit of the doubt. We're keeping an open mind. No, I'd rather worth, die than listen to you. Please. Yeah. Please. No, no, you're worth Get out. What are we doing here? Because guess what? I got a lot to say. That's why I'm sitting here right now. We got a lot to say. Everyone has a lot to say. You want to listen to me? There's the door. Out. Please. I lie to all of you. We're wondering if we should continue giving our time and energy and potentially entering into a relationship with someone that clearly shows us and tells us, I lie to you and all of you. Even friendship, like relationship, take that out of it. I wouldn't want a friendship with someone like that either. Like who wants that type of person in your life? I just, I just don't know. What? Uh... He sounds like he doesn't think his shit stinks <laughs> and he should see his way out. Yes. The answer is yes. <laughs> <Bye>. <laughs> now that we got that one covered. Oh, easy breezy, beautiful. Red flag. <laughs> New boyfriend won't block his ex on Facebook. Is this a red flag? My, 21 female, boyfriend, 22 male, has an ex. They broke up a couple of months ago. I asked him to block her on Facebook, but he won't. He said they don't talk anymore, but it makes me paranoid that he can still see her social media pictures and updates. Is it a red flag that he refuses to block her? No, I think she's a red flag. Agreed. She is a red flag. Come on on and if you i'm sorry again like we talked about this last time like i don't always block my exes like i mean well you said your exes block you but for (laughs) me if you're gonna block your ex like what does that say about you really it was it really that bad like it's okay to not be compatible with someone yeah that doesn't mean you have to block them immediately like she should recognize that and like at the end of the day it's okay like if he's not pursuing them talking to them anything else agreed uh, i think that sometimes people block others for their own mental health Mm -hmm. which I think is fine so if you find yourself constantly going back to your ex and wanting updates on them that's not healthy so if you are mature enough to recognize that and recognize that it's a problem and block them so that you can move on and heal I think that's fine but to demand that your partner block their ex that they are no longer speaking to and maybe end it on good terms like there's no bad blood yeah exactly so i think that it's a red flag that you don't trust your new partner enough to know that yeah he can still see his ex's posts and photos and he's still gonna want me and choose me over that yeah it would be one thing if they were like messaging up a wall like in the dms all the time you know like i still want you back all this stuff then like that's a different conversation Mm -hmm. but if they're just like there then like i'm gonna 
not play devil's advocate, but Go ahead. I do wonder, though, if I started dating a guy and he still followed an ex-girlfriend who was a very serious ex-girlfriend that they dated for a long time, I do think that I might want him to unfollow her. I'm just trying to be very open-minded right now and think about what I would actually do if I was in this situation. I get that people are amicable and on good terms when they break up, but... I don't think that exes that are very serious like that as adults can be friends. I guess I'll just pause there. Do you think that adults that are in very serious long-term relationships that break up with each other, can they be friends or should they be friends? I think that they could. I mean, I have a friend that dated someone, Aaron's friends with this person as well, dated them for multiple years, like I think over two years. They broke up. Said friend that's now my best friend's ex comes around often. My friend is now engaged to be married um, and their interactions are fine. I mean, her fiance and her ex talk like we'll be going out together and they have full-blown conversations and like they have things in common you know and I, th- I think that it's okay okay at the end of the day You're... i would rather be that you know what i mean i would rather there not be bad blood i think though you can break up with someone and there can be no bad blood and you still aren't friends with them though yeah i think it too depends on the situation yeah my friend that i'm speaking of they were friends first in our friend group same friend okay. group in college so that's why like they kind of still have to be around how long did they date i'm pretty sure over two years that's a long time yeah pretty long time and like we were well we were graduated for a year and a half I think they were still dating okay so what if you started dating someone and they were not friends with their ex and they never spoke to them but they still followed them on Instagram and you were in a healthy relationship and you trusted them how would you feel about them following the ex I don't think I would I, I don't think I would care I wonder about myself I guess I can't say for sure because I'm not newly dating someone but I'm kind of just like, why though? Like, you follow them and for what? Yeah, but I think it also goes back to our earlier conversation where it's like, this is someone that like played a part in your life. I mean, I'm like rooting for them still. It's not okay. like I have no desire to be with them. You know what I mean? But yeah. I definitely still follow exes. I know we were talking about like love to creep on an ex, blah, 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 check in, but it's not with the intent of getting back with that person. Okay. You know, it's okay yes. to like be checking in and like be wishing people well or like. True. Okay. Know, Guys, I'm I'm opening my mind as we speak. Yeah, and not everything has to be like so like deep and again, it goes back to like you should be confident in your relationship yes. and knowing what you want and like you have to trust your partner and at the end of the day that's it, you know? Lay it down. The facts. Facts. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm oblivious. Maybe I'm like blind to a lot. Maybe I'm getting played. I don't know. <laughs> maybe I should be the red flag assassin again but to me going back to it she's the red flag the partner I don't see anything wrong with it right now agreed we have yet to disagree this is very interesting I know you tried it there (laughs) (laughs) you talked me into your side Mm -hmm. is this bad just to start off me and my partner are committed to each other and we do not have any trust issues I have been in an abusive relationship and they have been cheated on we both fell in love with each other due to many of the same likes and passions as well as values I just want to mention this so there are no questions about infidelity or whether we are truly in love or committed. My partner does this thing where they tend to always look at other people. And when I say this, I hate to admit it, but they basically are checking out people in front of me. I noticed this when we first started dating and mentioned it right away. And we had an argument about it 
and it continued. Years later, we had a much more mature conversation, and they apologized and said they didn't know they did this, and I accepted. But today, and now years later, it's still happening. I'm not sure what to do or what to say, but it makes me sad. And yes, I've noticed that it is when an attractive person walks by, because there are times when they do not turn their head, when it's an elderly person, waiter, cop, mom, etc. Today, it was someone who was dressed in shorts and a see-through top. I'm not sure if I should let this go, because I know they're committed to me or if I should speak up again because it bothers me. I'm honestly confused if this is a bad thing that they do or if it's a normal thing and I'm worried for no reason. Hmm. This is very odd. Yeah, it is. But like, I don't know that I would feel, I mean, it obviously isn't going to make you feel good if you're with your partner and they're like up and downing some random person walking down the street. And it happens all the time. Yeah, but they've been together for years. Yeah. And they've had conversations about it over years and years, which is so odd. Yeah, that is. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I guess bring it up again, but like, also, I know that they said they're not questioning infidelity. It almost sounds like insecurity to me. I don't know. I was so perplexed by this because I'm like, why would they so blatantly check out other people in front of their partner when the partner has asked them multiple times to not do it? Mm -hmm. And then the top comment on Reddit is, if he is as committed as you say, he could just be so comfortable and secure with you that he doesn't even think to hide things. And I was like, okay, maybe that's true because obviously when you're in a relationship with someone, you're still going to think other people are interesting and attractive. Just because you're committed to someone doesn't mean that no one else is attractive to look at. So I'm like, okay, maybe it's one of those things where people are like, me and my boyfriend both talk about hot girls together. Like we always Mm -hmm. talk about how hot that girl is or that guy is. I'm like, okay, that's fucking quirky. Like go off. But I don't know. Like I have like a little bit of like an experience with this one I guess the one guy that I was dating like we were kind of going on dates for like two three months you know a little while and the one day I get an Instagram DM from him and it was like I don't even know I don't follow any there's like Instagram pages like hot guys or like something like that like you know what I mean that they yeah. just post like model pictures whatever and he like slid in my DM who we were going on dates for like a while and was like look at him as in like look at how hot the sky is and then in the same minute texted me and asked to take me to dinner it's like this like nice restaurant and I was just like I'm sorry and I mean granted people say that I'm blunt but I was like I find it really bizarre that you're sliding in my Instagram DMs with Instagram models yeah and then in the same minute asking me to go to dinner I don't want to see that I'm not turning a blind eye if I see like an attractive man on Instagram whatever I'm not going to send it to you right At some level, I do think that it's a little bit inappropriate to do that. So I don't think that she's, like, necessarily in the wrong, especially for having talked to him a couple times about it. Like, she should maybe say how it makes her feel. You know, has she Mm -hmm. told him, like, when you're looking at these people, it makes me feel insecure. And it doesn't make me feel good that you are looking at all these other people. Yeah. Um, Maybe that would, like, break through to him if she hasn't tried that already. Right. If not, I would say it again. Wait. What the fuck? I'm just hung up on this man that sent a picture of a guy to you. Oh, yeah. Did he think it was okay because you guys are both men and he's like, oh, we can bond over guys that we think are attractive in the way that friends bond over people that they think are attractive? I don't know. I think it's too like a gay thing in general. Well, maybe not always, but I it's something that I've seen happen time and time again. Like I had another ex. We were sitting on the beach. Lifeguard walked by and he was like, oh, God, like, look at him. Like, 
while I was sitting there. That's where I think there's a double standard because if you were on a date with a guy or dating a guy and he was like, oh my God, look at her. Like, well, I think guys, for the most part, I'm giving a lot of credit to the men here and I don't do that often. (laughs) No, like you don't say that. Like you don't do that in front of someone that you're interested in. That's not appropriate. That's not called for. So it's happened to me twice. That's so weird. Yeah, both obviously I'm no longer with. Yeah. Um, But the second time I made more of a point to say like this is how it makes me feel. Yeah. And like I don't consider myself to be like an insecure person. But like if you're dating someone that's not something that you want to hear. Yeah. It's never happened to me so I can only take a guess at what the reason would be. But I feel like maybe they saw it as a friendship thing that you guys could bond over because obviously two straight girls might send each other a hot guy and be like oh Mm -hmm. my god he's so hot and you bond over it as friends and so maybe that's what they think is gonna happen even though they are romantically interested in you but it's just not it yeah all right let's be friends then yeah that's so odd Mm -hmm. especially too early (laughs) on i mean now i guess they've been together for a while but she's voiced that that's an issue yeah i've seen couples that have been married for like 20 years and like they'll make jokes you know what i mean like that's totally different situation it just bothers me that she's brought this up a couple yeah. times. I think she should tell him how much it hurts her and how it makes her feel because mm-hmm. exactly some couples make jokes about it, but I don't think they would be making those jokes if one of them was feeling uncomfortable about it. Mm-hmm. So I think it's actually just very disrespectful. And yep. even if he doesn't know that he's doing it, if he wants to continue to be in a healthy, respectful relationship with you, then he needs to check himself and work on it and change the habit. And if he doesn't, then that's just not a respectful partner, mm-hmm. I think. 100%. I also think this one, yellow flag. I was about to say. Yeah. We're going with the yellow flag for that one. There needs to be another conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't jump the gun, but yeah, have a conversation. It's been years. Maybe he needs to be reminded. Agreed. Set an alarm. Ding, ding. Talk to the man. Yes. That was Jimmy's one line on our past episode. Always Talk to the man. Yeah, talk to the man. It's trust, communication, and ain't <laughs> nobody going to shut me up. Hell no. Mm-mm. This thing on, I'm not shutting up. And you shouldn't either. Wait, I And act- you shouldn't either. <laughs> the last guy that I talked to, you know, obviously it didn't work out. <laughs> Just like all the other ones. (laughs) But I was talking to a friend of mine after that. And I was like, never again am I doing the months on end of acting like you're dating sometimes and then not acting like you're dating. Or the last guy I talked to fully just acting like you're dating. Then overnight it just stopped. I just decided I'm not doing the like, what are we anymore? I just don't care to do that anymore. If I like a guy and it's really hard for me to like a guy, but if it ever happens again, I'm going to tell them how I feel and I'm not going to care if they think I'm weird. I've already decided this for myself. So I can't wait to actually hold myself to it and implement it in my real life because it's obviously easier said than done. But I'm like, why are we doing this? Like, why are we living in these relationships where we're like, "Mm, like, I don't know if he likes me. Like, I don't don't know. Like, 
ask him. Mm-hmm. If he doesn't tell you, ask him. Yeah. What's the worst that could happen? He doesn't like you. Oops. Like, move on. Somebody's going to love you. Like, why do we care if people like us that much? Yeah. And these are questions I'm asking for myself. I'm like, why do I wonder about people that I don't even care about? Mm-hmm. There's been guys that I'm like, I had to convince myself to like you. Yet somehow I care if you like me. <laughs> What am I doing here? No, yeah, honestly. And there's nothing wrong with doing a little check-in. Yeah. Like, all right. And talking to them. Yeah, right. Like, this is where my thoughts are. Like, was just curious, like, how you're feeling. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't have to be anything, like, serious. Like, are we going to be together forever? Like, you know what I mean? It's just like, okay, like, I like how things are going. Mm -hmm. This is what I eventually would like to see this go into. It's not there yet, but I just wanted to check in and see how you're feeling. Yeah, Totally. And also, it is okay to set boundaries with people and act on them. Mm -hmm. For example, if you're talking to a guy and you really like him, but maybe he's still talking to other people, I think you have the right to say, hey, I really like you and I love hanging out with you, but it doesn't make me feel good that you hang out with other people. So I only want to continue to see each other if we are exclusive. He can choose to say, no, I'm not going to be exclusive with you. And that's fine. Mm -hmm. But you're allowed to say that. Like, you're allowed to set boundaries with people. You just have to act on them because he's either going to say, "Okay, sure, I will stop talking to everyone else and we can be exclusive. And there you just got what you wanted. Or he's going to say, oh, I don't want to be exclusive with you. And he's going to go continue to hang out with these other girls and you get to stop worrying about it because he's no longer in your life Mm -hmm. so it's just a win-win yeah or he could just say like i'm not there yet like i don't know that our relationship or whatever this is has progressed there yet can we see how things develop i don't think that that's necessarily wrong yeah you know like you don't have to immediately cut out agreed you don't have to immediately cut out but if you want to Mm -hmm. you can yeah because you can do whatever you want and i'm like wow this is a wild realization you can Mm -hmm. literally do whatever you want just be respectful and honest yep while you do it yeah so talk to the people in your life like stop living in these like what are we like what's going on like ask I'm gonna put all of this down in advice that I give to other people but it's really for myself yeah no I agree yeah I mean like we're booked and busy listen like we don't got time for everything it's okay like you said let someone know the expectation and that's it Agreed. It's fine. Agreed. Not a red flag. Green flag. Communication. Yeah. Green. That was just a very random side tangent. Moving Do on. It. Period. <laughs> period. <laughs> it has to be thrown in once. It every does. episode every needs episode, one, yeah. period. <laughs> when is it not a red flag to ask your significant other to cut someone out? Me, male 22, and my significant other, female 21, have been going out for a year and a half. There's a situation with a former hookup of hers who, when they were hooking up, rubbed it in my face once he knew I liked her. Since then, he's stepped over boundaries in a number of ways. As much as the details are important, and I could write a small essay about this, I want to ask more generally. Asking your significant other to cut someone out of their life is usually a huge red flag for controlling behavior. When is it justified? Mm, Yeah, I now that that's a little bit of a different situation because of yeah. the he was trying to rub it in his face right here's the thing i don't think it's necessarily like a control issue yeah um but i think it maybe is worth having conversation right. again related back to i feel this way because of this man saying like mm-hmm. you know oh he's took up 
blah, blah, blah. Like, that makes me upset. What is the reason that he's really still in the life anyways? Like, how often are you seeing this person and why? Yeah. Like, is it a friend group type thing? At that point, you can't really expect to cut a person like that out. Yeah. Definitely could be tough if it's a member of a very close friend group. Mm Mm-hmm. But I do think it's worth a conversation because who knows, maybe your partner feels the same way about the guy and they were on the outskirts anyway. I think it comes down to less about when is it justified to ask them to cut the person out and more about how can I talk to my partner about this and be honest about how I feel. If you feel a certain way about the situation there's either going to be a solution to the situation because you and your partner are going to talk openly and honestly about it and come to a solution or if there's no solution and you feel so uncomfortable about this thing and it's a non-negotiable for you then you're not compatible with them yeah i really think it's just like a conversation that has to be had and that's it yeah like there's no right answer exactly um you just have to see and talk about it together totally at the end of the day, that's it, right? I feel like it's so cute that this guy is even asking this, though, because I think that asking the question itself shows maturity. Mm-hmm. He obviously doesn't want to come off like a red flag. Right, and he cares about her. Yeah, and imagine someone caring about you. I care I care about you, <laughs> Kelly. That's so funny. I care about everyone. <laughs> I don't know if anyone cares Just about kidding. me. No one cares about me. <laughs> Just kidding. No, that's so sweet. I think the guy has good intentions. And Mm -hmm. I think the answer to the question is not when is it justified? It's when am I talking to her about it? And how are we going to work through it? Yeah, me too. Communication, baby. Yeah, no, that's like, I wouldn't even give that a yellow flag. That's a green flag. I think such a green flag. He's reflecting. He's reflective and like he's not just going by the seat of his pants. Like he wants to talk about it because he cares about her. It's okay. It's a green flag. Green flag. You can do that. Do that. I think that any other flags, the colors of any other (laughs) flags will be decided in how she reacts. Yeah, true. Yeah. Could this be a red flag with a guy I've been seeing slash talking to? He's going on a work trip for a couple of weeks and said he won't be able to talk to me because he's not taking his personal phone with him, only his work phone. We've only met four times. I don't trust him as a person yet, but he seems decent and like he doesn't play games so far. So I wasn't weirded out about this at first, but now I don't know if I should be. Last week, when I asked him what his plans were for the weekend, he said he's going on a work trip outside of the country for a couple of weeks. He said he'll have his work phone on him, and he doesn't like carrying two phones, so he's leaving his personal phone behind. I asked him what happens if somebody needs to contact him for something important, and he said he has his essential contacts on his work phone. At first, I didn't think it was weird because, I don't know, it didn't seem like there should be a point in lying to me if he really just doesn't want us talking. But I've also been naive with guys in the past, and I'm scared about dealing with shady guys again. Could this be a red flag that I'm missing? What do you guys think? I don't know. I think you've met him for times and (laughs) it's not that deep i think we need to stop caring about people that we don't even know yeah why do you care i think that sure this guy may or may not be going on a work trip if he goes on this work trip air quotes and then never talks to you again bye find somebody else how invested could you be if you've met them four times exactly and if he goes on the work trip and then comes back and you haven't met anybody else by then and you're still interested in him and he's giving you energy 
energy and you want to give it back to him, go for it. Yeah. I feel like people are investing so much time and energy and emotion into people that are so random and irrelevant. Like we've met this man four times. If he went on a work trip and ghosted you, that's a blessing. Mm-hmm. At least it happened now and not when you've hung out with him 23 times and then he went on his work trip. Yeah, no. And no, never I, came back. Yeah. You don't even know this man. Yeah. Who is he? Like, I no. Is it a red flag that he's only bringing his work phone on a work trip and that he has his essential contacts in his work phone and you're not one of them? No. No, no it's not. If it's a lie, who cares? Say goodbye. Oh, you hit that note. Really? Oh, wow. Oh my God, thanks. I wasn't even prepared yeah, for that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know. And like you met him four times. What are you going to do? Sit home waiting for the phone to ring? And like maybe exactly. you could say like, oh, like if you have like some downtime on your trip, you want to FaceTime or something, catch up. Like that's one thing. That's fine. This is me personally. I'm not into the texting thing. We're not going to oh text my God, no. day in and day out about not how is your day. Nightmare. Yeah. What are you having for dinner? <laughs> no. And then that takes away from the conversation when you're together. Like, totally. you want to enjoy each other's company and be able to talk about things. I feel like totally. a lot of people jump the gun with that and they talk all day long. And then it's like, what's what else is there to talk about? Like, you're together and it's like, oh. I agree. How are you good at texting? Like, I can't even keep a texting conversation with my best friend. Like, I don't get it. Yeah. And don't you have like a job? Like, yeah. I don't know. For me, at least, like, when I'm at work, I just peed for like maybe three minutes straight like I don't even have time to drink water so then I come home and I chug water and then I'm peeing all night like I don't have time to sit there and yeah how's your day guess what I'll ask you that when I talk to you later you know what I mean like I don't need to do like a check-in I care about how your day was a hundred percent yeah so why don't we talk about it later like let's FaceTime if you can't be together in person or see each other that night FaceTime for a half hour before bed or 15 minutes like do a little check-in every day like you don't have to be talking to someone all the time I think it takes away from things I agree I guess that's that's kind of unrelated to OP's question but I am just gonna roast people for talking to their partner all day every day yeah I'll relate it back to the the OP question Mm -hmm. the last few times I've been on a work trip the last thing I want to do is talk to somebody that I've met four times because I can tell you right now if I've met someone four times I don't want to I don't want to be too mean but like how can you give a shit about someone that you've literally met four times Yeah, you can't be that invested. Right? And if you are, <laughs> you are the <laughs> you're the red flag. Like come on. I mean, I get that you can be excited about someone. Yeah, yes. And you can be excited to talk to them, but I don't think the guy's a red flag for having a work trip and telling you well in advance that he's not going to talk to you while he's on the work trip. I think girl, you should go live your life. Mm -hmm. Do whatever you want to do while this guy is gone. If he texts you when he gets back and you want to give him energy then, do it then. Yeah. But do not sit around waiting for this guy. Don't worry about him. Don't think about what he's doing on the trip. Live your life. Try not to care about him. I know it's easier said than done, Mm -hmm. but we should not be this caught up on people that we do not know no yeah and like i'll give her a little bit of a leeway i think it is a little weird to go on a multiple week trip even if it's just for work and be like i'm not bringing my phone like doesn't he have friends that he wants to check in on like there's other like I well have he said those nephews. people have 
have the work phone number. Yeah, I don't know. I guess, but it is it is a little bit unnerving. I'm not someone that sits on my phone, but I can't imagine going on a work trip for multiple weeks and not having access to like my personal phone at all. I don't know. I Maybe guess. he's just quiet though. It's not yeah. necessarily a red flag. I guess it could be, but if it is a red flag and he goes on the work trip and it was all a lie and he has his personal phone and the truth is he just doesn't want to talk to you, mm. that's fine. Yeah. He doesn't owe you anything. You should be thankful that it's not working out with this person that clearly doesn't want to talk to you. Yeah, I agree. I think it's a win-win because if he comes back from this trip and he's still excited to talk to you and giving you energy, that's your answer. And you have so much to talk about. Totally. And if he comes back from this trip and he never talks to you again... That's fine, too. Yeah. What did you lose? Who? A guy that doesn't care about you? Is that a loss? No. I don't think so. Winning. All I do is win, 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 no matter. What? (laughs) (laughs) Wait, I love that one quote that I kind of just have said it, but I feel like we should just say it again. Say it again. (laughs) For the girlies, for the guys, whoever needs to hear it, if you really, really like someone and they don't give you energy back and you tried, and you were nice to them, and you wanted to make it work, and they didn't, they just lost someone that really cared about them. When it happens to me, I say they just lost the baddest, most realest bitch that would have ever been in their corner. Mm-hmm. What did I lose? A guy that didn't give a shit about me. Yeah, and I'm the baddest thing walking. Is that a, is that a loss? Mm-hmm. No. I don't think it's a loss for when them. somebody that does not give a shit about us leaves our life. No, it's a loss for them. Who is the real loser? Loser. Loser. Yeah. So anyway, as Addison Wright tells us, if I lost you, I'd still have me. I can't lose. And I'm like, bitch, Mm -hmm. say it again. Say it again. Sound the (laughs) old. Sorry. Okay. (laughs) I feel like that's a good one to end on. Yeah. I feel like we inspired them at the end. Hopefully. Yeah, I had a blast talking about these again. Am I the red flag? I don't know. I might be. This is having me really just. I'm learning more and more about myself. Me too. On this pod. Me too. I love it. Mm-hmm. And maybe we'll listen back to this advice that we're giving other people. And we'll be like, none of that's true. <laughs> maybe we'll ask each other for advice. And we'll be like, cut to minute 34. Yes. <laughs> in 12 seconds. No. That's, why I'm, that's why I'm saying all this now. Because I'm like, okay. If I am ever in these situations, I got to go back and take the advice that I give to other people that is actually for myself. Mm -hmm. I feel like my main takeaways are don't give people the time of day that do not deserve it. If you've known someone for a month and they are very mean to you and treat you very poorly, yes, it's a red flag. Get the fuck out of there. (laughs) Gone. And you can do whatever you want in relationships, and you should, as long as you do it respectfully and honestly Mm -hmm. and And, communicate. Yeah, and communicate and speak to your feelings because a lot of these people that wrote in are more worried about the reaction of the other person. If you speak to how you're feeling and how things make you feel, that's okay. You are entitled to your own feelings. That doesn't mean that the other person has to oblige in the way that you would like them to, but you're always entitled to feel the way that you want to feel. Sometimes it's just, like you said, not compatible. Yes, completely agree. I think one more piece of advice that could help many people is to journal. So if you're asking yourself over a long period of time and you're wondering, am I the frog in the boiling water Mm -hmm. or am I just being dramatic? 
Make a journal and every time something happens in your relationship that you're wondering, is it a red flag? Just write it down, write it down and then look back on it so that you don't gaslight yourself into thinking that these things don't matter or they're not really that bad because now you have a journal the past six months of all the times your partner disrespected you. Or things that maybe are rubbing you the wrong way and rather than having a visceral reaction to this and being like, and then it kind of of all falls apart and you're not able to formulate your thoughts if you could refer to yes. your journal and be like okay this this and this happened and this is how I felt and I'm going to tell you how these things made me feel right and you could do what you want with that that's not just flying by the seat of your pants and being like yeah. oh in the moment like you have a minute to process it and think about it and think why is that making me feel the way that it is right and you could also say like rather than doing this I would really appreciate if you did this and that's not gaslighting someone else it's not gaslighting yourself it's speaking to how it's making you feel and that's okay yeah I think it comes from the idea that when you break up with someone it's a great idea to get a journal and write down every single reason why you guys broke up and why you're not compatible because when you're gaslighting yourself into thinking that you want to get back together with them and it really wasn't that bad and we could be together if like if just this this and this happened you need to look back at that journal and be like oh wait all of these are the facts that make us incompatible and this is the reason why it didn't work so same thing in these situations when you're on the fence about certain things and you're wondering if it is truly as bad as you think, write it down so when you're looking back to the past few months and wondering if it really is that bad or if you should bring it up, you'll know that it is that bad and you won't be the frog. (laughs) I think I just repeated myself. Don't be the frog. Be the chef boiling that pot of water. Wait, no. (laughs) (laughs) Be neither of those. Wait, no. The chef is the one with the red flag. Okay. Be a little old noni rolling the gnocchi Wait, no. in the kitchen. Yeah, no. like don't be any of that. I don't know. You need to not be, you need to be the frog. <laughs> no, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> this advice is just unhinged. Jimmy's telling you to be the chef. Be the one making your partner's situation worse and worse and worse over time. No. Stir but also, I guess, the pot. <laughs> don't be the frog. What animal would notice if they were getting hotter and hotter and hotter over time? Because that's the animal you need to be. And as soon as you feel the first bit of heat, you need to fucking dump him. I'm just dump kidding. his ass. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. You need to communicate. <laughs> no, we don't know what we're saying. No. Should we wrap it up? Let's wrap it up. I hope that we gave at least one piece of advice that might actually help someone and or entertain them. <laughs> Who knows? We'll take both. I hope you enjoyed our podcast. I liked it. Did you like it? <laughs> I loved it. I loved it too. And I hope you loved it too, listeners, STI fam. Mm -hmm. Yes, I know that the initials of Stop the Internet are STI, which also stands for Sexually Transmitted Infection. I don't know what to do about that. I think we just have to roll with it at this point. I guess add a P on the end. Yeah, S-T-I-T-P. Or just S-T-I-P, Stop the Internet Podcast. Stip. Instead of STI. S-T-I-P fam. Maybe then we won't be synonymous with infections. Yeah. That's okay. But you know what? At the end of the day, if you feel like you got to raise that flag up, wave it on, you do that. It's okay. Yeah. And say thank you next and bedussy on to somebody else. Better be safe than sorry. Facts. Period. You don't want an STI, STIP fam. Okay? Get out. <laughs>
<laughs> this is all such relevant advice and I love it. We're going to wrap it up. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. We hope you loved it. We love you. We appreciate you. And we'll see you in the next one. Bye. What happened at the, the end of that oh one? Oh no, the end. We just like <laughs> we were done. <laughs> I was like, I gotta, I gotta stop.